Hi, this is Regaline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Barbara Mays. Barbara Mays is a transformational life coach. And Barbara is also a sponsor of Life Service Center of America. And Barbara, I am truly honored to have you here today. It is an honor to be here, Gigi. Thank you so much for having me. Such an honor. Now, can you start off by telling us a little bit more about you and where you are from? Yes, I am from Ohio. Um, and as you said, I'm a transformational life coach, um, which I started uh, the journey um, through my vocational career. Um, and we can talk about more about that later. But I am a mom, a grandmom, and just enjoy life in general. My main thing is I love to help people with their purpose and their passion so that they can live out the dreams um, that they have and enjoy life, you know, even more into the fullest. I love it. Very uplifting. Now, <laughs> tell us more about your planner. And the forward was written by Les Brown. It's, girl, you have what it takes. 90-day purpose and passion project. What inspired you to write the book? Oh, my goodness. My career did. So there was one aspect. I, I am a project manager and also an IT engineer or analyst, systems analyst. And I had been spending a lot of time in the implementation space, just traveling throughout the country, doing one implementation after the next. There was one thing that uh, was common when we started an implementation, and it was a go live date. So I realized that with a team of people and having a set of tasks that were very defined, defined and um, very task oriented in a time box that you can march together and you can achieve any goal you pretty much set your mind to. Another thing was when I sat at the table, some of those tables, I didn't feel like I belonged, to be quite honest. Um, I sat there as a project manager, which was the first time um, back in 2012. And I realized I wasn't the only person that had that, that feeling of, um, you know, that I didn't belong there. And I started looking inward at what I didn't have until I got to a point of you deserve to be here and it's what you have that and how you use it, that's most important. So it was, you know, me to me, you know, girl, you have what it takes. And then after talking to a number of women, they felt the same way too. The third aspect of the book is time management. Women show up and bring their A-game to family, friends, work, you name it. That's just what we do. But when it came to myself, when it came to other women that I learned about, we were putting our dreams on the back burner. And I wanted to show a way in which a woman with a busy life can pull in her dream and start doing those tasks to get her to live her best life. So that's the book. I love it. I love it. Now talk to us a little bit more about your podcast, the Thrive Matters blog and podcast. 
Yes, pretty similar. As I, you know, journeyed along the way, I learned a lot of things. When I first started school at four, I felt so behind and um, I was just four days shy of starting school the following year. So it felt early for me. It felt early for my mom. And I always had to push. And to be quite honest, I had acquired a label of slow reader, slow math. Um, and I was falling in love with words. So I, I love to write. I love words. Perhaps that's, you know, one of the reasons of being slow. But no, no matter what, I continue to thrive through that. Um, teachers begin to see a pattern where I was excelling in math. And I literally had to walk um, from one room, that room that the, the side of the room where the children needed a little bit more attention with reading, to across the room to where the children who were advanced in math, there, it was, even though it was a few feet away, it took a lot in the mindset. And that's where transformation um, is so important for me because literally every day I had to, you know, tell myself that I, I was more than what I was thinking I was. And that was in the sixth grade. So having, um, having the, the book and thriving and all of that, all of my life, I wanted to just kind of give nuggets and share my experiences with that, even down to how you negotiate a salary. Um, a lot of times women may, you know, take the first offer. You don't necessarily have to do that. You can give your offer, keep silent and wait for the other person to answer. Don't break the silence. Don't be the first one to break the silence. So little cues like that um, throughout my career and life, I just wanted to share. I love it. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Also, now tell us a little bit more about the work you do in technology. Yes. <laughs> I work in the healthcare technology space, which I love. I started off my career as a nurse. And what I do, I work with um, one of the top vendors um, in the EHR space and go from hospital system to hospital system implementing. I did that for probably about, I think about 13 years um, in and out. And uh, now I'm more in the managed services area, but it is when you think about uh, or when you go to the doctor's office or to the hospital and you share with your physician why you're there and that physician turns to a computer and inputs it or, or you know, enters your information, that is a technology that I work with. It's very rewarding. Absolutely amazing. And, and you talk about technology and and I, I share technology often in regards to how it's how it's changing, right? I, I so I coach folks on how to utilize technology. But when when you talk about the work that you do in technology, it's so important that we have people on the front lines really teaching about technology because technology is changing. And so how how we conduct business and do business is going to be so different than it is in from 2021 and, and beyond. So I can only imagine. And so I'm just grateful for the work that you do. And also too, you mentioned that you are a nurse. My mother is a nurse, so my heart truly goes out to you. And I'm just grateful for all the work that you all are doing, especially and all the other medical experts out there. You all are putting yourselves on the front lines during COVID as well. Yeah, yeah, it's very rewarding. Um, and once you, even though I transitioned um, more into the, um, the informatics or the technology space of it, I still feel like a nurse. 
Like if I, if someone, you know, has a little bruise or something like that, I, you know, just zone right in on it, put that nurse cap on. So once a nurse, always a nurse. Amen. Bless your heart, Barbara. <laughs> now tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life. Ooh, um, one of the biggest, uh, like I said, it was really negotiating that space in my head um, from a kid, um, feeling comfortable um, with a label and feeling like that's who I, I was. And there may be a lot of people out there that put labels on themselves or others put labels on them. But then there's something in the inner heart that says there's more to me than I really even understand. There's more to me than what I've been called. Um, there's more to me than I even call myself if it's not living up to, you know, my highest and my truest and my best self. Um, then, you know, then it's it's an action that needs to take place. So that was one of the biggest things that I had to overcome. And again, the challenge with um, career Sometimes when you are moving up the ladder, we, we all want to, you know, go higher, but each level has its obstacles and overcoming those and really telling yourself, being gentle on yourself and giving yourself the opportunity to learn what it takes to really excel on the level you're on and being very clear about the next level. That's one of the biggest things. I'll give you an experience that taught me a lot at 12 years old, overcoming obstacles. All um, When I was a kid, um, I always wanted to run like my brothers and, you know, all of the, the people on my block. I just grew up with a very athletic group of people. We were always doing something athletic and um, we were just, we were race and everything. I couldn't wait to get to the seventh grade to run track. Got there, was right there at the starting line. This was to be my first race. And the gun popped for us to go. And I don't know, Gigi, my feet, my two feet just got caught up with each other or whatever. And I fell. I fell. And it, that wasn't the way that I thought it was going to be. And here I am on the ground and I have two choices to stay down or to get up. And I knew that the race was already finished for everyone else, but my race wasn't done. <laughs> and I decided through some of the laughter in the background, some of the concern um, in the background, I decided to just push my hands through the gravel and I could like still feel the pebbles in my hand from that day push myself up and finish that race and limp through it. So as sometimes in life, when you have a vision of how you're going to do something, how you'll start and how you're finished, but somewhere in the middle, something gets different. Right there, negotiate and, you know, do and live your best self overcome that obstacle as your best self in what you can get out of it. I didn't want to be a quitter that day. So at 12 years old, that taught me and I went on to continue to run and run. So that's one of my <laughs> biggest um, obstacle stories and 
um, and dealing with transformational life uh, mindsets. And that's what I love to help people do today. Amen. Such a powerful testimony about never giving up. Although what occurred at, at the starting line, you still run. You still run. You still do it. That finish line for you is still there. And you or we have the ability to get to it. And guess what? When we get through that finish line, that's a starting point again. Those are starting blocks for the next race. So, Amen. Amen. Very powerful. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Wow. My best advice is to find a way to do it. So I, about three years ago, two years ago, I had this deep burning desire because I had been a project manager for corporations' dreams, per se. And I wanted to be a project manager for women's dreams, for what, they, what it was there to do. So any way that I can help, my advice would be you do have enough time for yourself in a day. And guess what? The calendar that you go by on a daily basis, that's yours. You own that. Lots of events fly on that calendar, even fill up your Saturday. But you kind of get to say what goes on there and leave enough white space on your calendar for you and make it be the most valuable time where you can do your best and show up as your best self for you. Amen. Amen. Very powerful. Thank you, Barbara, for being here on Walk With Me podcast. Now, where can the audience find you? Well, I am on IG at Barbara A. Mays. I am on the Thrive Matters. That's where my blog is. My website is barbaramays.com. And um, podcasts, we will be starting to do more episodes soon. And it's also called the Thrive Matters Podcast. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to subscribe and follow Barbara's podcast. That's the Thrive Matters blog and podcast. And also follow her on IG. Her IG is at Barbara Mays. That's B-A-R-B-A-R-A. And I see an extra A there, M-A-Y-S. And also too, her websites are thethrivematters.com and also barbaramays.com. Barbara, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast and you have a blessed day. You're welcome. You have a blessed day too. Thank you. You're welcome.